You are listening to Wordslinger Podcast, episode 113, Writing in the Margins with Shivani Bergava. This episode of the Wordslinger Podcast is brought to you by draft to digital Convert your manuscript, distribute it online, and get support the whole way at DraftToDigital.com. It's the Wordslinger Podcast, where story matters. Build your brand, write your book, redefine who you are. It's all about the story here. What's yours? Now, here's the guy who invented pants optional, Kevin Tomlinson, the Word Slinger. Word Slinger. Hey everybody, this is Kevin Tomlinson, the Word Slinger, and you know, you may be wondering about the whole pants optional thing. Uh, it was really easy to invent, actually. Uh, it's It starts with one part scotch. Uh, and then two parts scotch, and then soon, uh, pantslessness just happens. So, uh, that little tip for you, and you can use that anytime you like. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in to the Wordslinger podcast again. Uh, if this is your first time, welcome. I really appreciate you being here. Um, you're in for a treat, I think. Uh, I, I've got a, a whole back catalog of really amazing guests, uh, interviews. Uh, so if you haven't checked those out, please do. If you, uh, and you know, listen to this one first, of course, cause you're already here, but you're going to love this. Uh, my guest today, Shivani is a great guest. I, I can't wait till you hear everything she has to offer. Um, uh, and the right margin is a, uh, it's incredible. You're going to dig it. I mean, you're really going to dig it. So, uh, stick around, stay tuned. Uh, if you are an indie author in particular, you're going to really enjoy this episode. So, um, okay. Before we get into that amazing interview, of course, I want to drop something I, I don't talk about as much on the air as I'm supposed to, because <laughs> I have a link. Um, if you go to the Wordslinger podcast, uh, website, if you click on an episode to see the show notes, there's a link there for, uh, a, a sort of, we'll call them an unofficial sponsor. Uh, seems to be the only way I do sponsorship. <laughs> <laughs> do it is kind of a favor, uh, but I do get some money out of this deal. So I'm gonna go ahead and pitch this here. Um, if you have, if you didn't get a chance to check out the episode, episode 109 was uh, rocketing writer success with Dave Chesson, uh, and he, he he's from uh, well he created KDP Rocket. Now I'm only just starting to kind of play around with this tool to see its full benefit, but I, I can already tell you it's amazing. It's great for keyword research. Uh, it's also just great for researching the the topic of your book. And I'm talking nonfiction or fiction. You can you can figure out the best way to tailor your book so that when it when you do release it, you're going to hit the best biggest and best audience for it. So check this out. Go check out that episode for sure. But uh, because you know we don't just do things halfway around here. If you if you go to uh, uh, I'm going to give you a Bitly link. Okay, it's bit.ly. That's bit.ly slash kdp slinger, and that is uh, these guys. I'm basically I I sort of uh, ambushed Dave and said, Hey, you're going to sponsor my show, whether you like it or not, because I'm going to use your affiliate link, uh, and I'm going to embed it in something nice and memorable, but, uh, you can actually go on the show notes for this episode. If you didn't catch that URL, but here it is one more time. It's bit.ly B-I-T dot L-Y slash K-D-P slinger bit.ly slash K-D-P slinger. Uh, here's the deal. You go and check that out. You can, you can pick up your own version of this software, which is incredibly well done. And it's got some nods to some really cool stuff. Uh, the mascot of the software is an astronaut named Watney. And if you listened to uh, my episode with Andy Weir, you may pick up on what that's a nod to. So <laughs> check those out. Two, two episode plugs in one, one episode. There you go. Um, but definitely check that out. I do get some affiliate dollars from that. If you buy in, it is an incredible and amazing tool. If you are a writer of anything, honestly, because it, what, what it does is it's, it will, among other things, it will, um, check Amazon for keyword usage, uh, tell you what's working there. What's got the biggest audience, uh, you know, the biggest appeal, uh, what has low competition or high competition. It also checks Google to see how often that term is being searched for in Google. So, from that perspective, uh, this is a really cool keyword tool for the two biggest search engines on the planet. So, 
uh, no matter what business you're in, um, if you're doing any sort of marketing at all, you definitely want to have this product. <laughs> it's it's particularly geared towards authors. Um, and, uh, you know, Dave says that he actually he doesn't just say he, you know, he'll prove this to you. He he launched multiple bestsellers under different pen names with no marketing beyond his keyword uh, work. So there you go. I mean, that was enough to sell me. So I wouldn't bought my copy right away before I even got a uh, affiliate account or a discount or anything else. So <laughs> I own it now. Uh, it's mine. Uh, so definitely check that out. They're an unofficial sponsor of the show. Everyone's an unofficial sponsor of the show. Honestly, <laughs> drafted digital. Uh, you know, I happen to have an in with their director of marketing. He's a great guy. Um, handsome, uh, very good at his own work, and uh, and so since I get to make those decisions, uh, they're an unofficial sponsor of the show. So there you go. Now, um, all that it could be boring to you, and I apologize. So we're gonna jump right in to this uh, to this interview with Sh- uh, Shivani because you're you're gonna get a lot out of this. You're gonna learn about something you may not have heard about before, which is the right margin. Uh, it's a remarkable tool, and um, it's all about goal setting. And if you've listened to me or read things that I've written, uh, especially if you read 30 day author, you know that, uh, I'm a big fan of goal setting. It's just like anybody, really anyone with an entrepreneur mindset is going to be a big fan of goal setting, honestly, because you, uh, you need a target, you know, if you're going to hit, if, if you want to land somewhere, you got to know where you're going to land. Right. So this is a great tool to help you stay on track with your goals. Um, it's a writing tool. You can actually write within the tool, which is pretty awesome. Shivani and I swapped blog posts. Uh, there is a post from her on the draft to digital blog, and I'll try to include that in the show notes as well. Um, but uh, beyond all that, I mean, just just the fact that you get to you know pre-plan, set your goals, and then uh, be held accountable. That's going to help revolutionize writing for a lot of authors. So uh, you know me. I'm a big fan of the daily writing habit. This is a great way to set your daily writing habit. Make some real progress on blog posts, uh, books, anything that you need to write. can all be done there. So Sorry for all the swallowing, but at this point, let's jump into this interview with Shivani. Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in, and today I'm talking to Shivani uh, Bargava. I think I just asked, did I completely butcher it, or did I get your name right? No, you're great. Okay. <laughs> that was <All> right. perfect. <laughs> I am really sorry, and I, you know, it, it does me absolutely no good to ask people how to pronounce their name before the show, if, if in between, I completely lose it. Um, <laughs> but, she is the CEO and founder of The Right Margin, something you're going to want to definitely know more about, so lucky you, you are in the right place. Uh, Shivani, thanks so much for being on the show. Thank you for having me. Now, you and I met recently at a certain yes. event, which I'm sure most of my uh, audience is sick and tired of hearing about. But because uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think actually, what's cool about that that conference is I had uh, I think I've had no fewer than maybe five people uh, so far who came you know came to me through that conference. So that was a good conference all around for me. So, good. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. Good. I'm glad we got a chance to meet too. All right, so yeah. just let's just start right at the beginning because uh, I know a lot of people are going to want to know more about this. So tell me a little about the right margin. Yeah, sure. So the right margin is a smart goal-driven writing app that helps you finish what you write. So we take a very goal-first, goal-driven approach to getting your writing done. Okay, and that's uh, that fits very well with practically everything that I have ever uh, told anyone ever so, <laughs> <Yes>. uh, <laughs> having a, having goals is important but I mean how do you uh, so how's the process work exactly I mean how do you keep people like aimed at their goal and moving forward yeah so um, our entire user experience or, or design everything is centered around uh, helping you break your writing project down um, into uh, very small achievable steps so that you're more likely to um, finish. So everything is, you know, centered around like guidance, smart suggestions. Mm-hmm. Um, we try to help you really break uh, large, undefinable milestones or tasks into smaller, more achievable milestones and tasks. Um, and you know, it's actually like proven that if you if you do goal set, if you tend to write things down, 
uh, you're more likely to achieve them. Um, right. And I mean, again, there is bad goal setting and there's good goal setting. And what we're trying to do is help you um, set good goals, uh, achievable goals. Um, there's a difference between, you know, like someone who doesn't use resolutions, like I'm going to lose 20 pounds. Um, right. and like, well, what does that mean? Break that down. Um, you know, maybe that mean like maybe one task to do that would be, okay, set an alarm for 7am and do 10 pushups or something, right. you know, that's a lot more achievable than my goal is to lose 20 pounds. Right. Uh, Which could so, come yeah. from like, uh, remove left leg or something along those lines. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, here's what's funny. I used to I used to teach years ago, and uh, I, one of the things that kind of kept coming back up whenever we would do sort of our uh, professional hours was the differences in the in the terminology, like between goals and objectives and that sort of thing. And so, yeah. this sounds like the same sort of thinking only applied to being an author, right? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Uh, when we actually, when we talked to a bunch of writers, when I started this and I was talking to, you know, many types of writers, um, uh, what I would hear over and over again is, uh, what set like successful authors and writers apart from, from the people who are struggling and aspiring, um, yeah. was that successful, successful writers always had a plan. They were using some system of goal setting, of planning, of breaking things down, uh, to really help them get to the finish line for right. a, you know, either a draft or it was revising or it was getting published. Um, at every stage in your writing journey, uh, you really do need some sort of structure or process to, um, to get through it. Um, and that's, that's really the difference. It's the crux of what makes, I think, uh, someone who does achieve their writing goals uh, versus doesn't. Yeah. So that's, that's the approach we're taking. That's the problem we're solving is really at every point, every step of the way, um, do you know what your next step is? Right. So in a sense, you guys are kind of paid accountability partners, right? <laughs> exactly. But it's probably, there's yeah. more to it than that. Like it's, you guys actually walk the author through um, sort of a process. I mean, do you, can you talk a little about how you do this? Yeah, we do this in many ways. I mean, first thing I'd like to say is that we're not a coaching service. Right. Um you know, early on when we were doing betas and prototypes, we certainly had a little bit more of a coaching element where we would do like hand holding through emails and specific right. tips. Um, but that was all just to test, you know, technique and, and tactics that helped a writer. Um, you know, now, uh, you know, even before you sign up, the 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 app itself uh, walks you through this smart goal setting wizard that you know takes, you know, what are you uh, the project that you're working on. Um, your desired finish date and um, it helps you break it down into milestones um, that you could reach and then after you sign up we have a workspace that encourages you to think through your tasks um, and we have these things called smart tips that really guide you based on like sort of there's smart recognition in the back end that um, that sort of, uh, that recognizes maybe certain keywords in your tasks and then mm -hmm. gives you guidance um, and then beyond that, you know, we've got uh, certain features that we've already built and are building um, around taking um, uh, your tasks and encouraging you to, you know, use like a timer or use a process of uh, a thinking, what is actually the smallest achievable part of that task? How can I break it down even further um, to really unblock you? Um, we also have email reminders um, that go out. We have resources that go out. Uh, we have a really awesome blog um, that we uh, try to update regularly with with relevant and helpful information. Um, and then the next, the other big thing that we do um, that is, um, I think, mostly helpful for first time writers rather than maybe power writers or power users, um, are these things called smart projects. Right. Um, and what we've done is we've we've added custom guidance. Um, in your workspace. So if you were to um, take a smart project and add it to your own dashboard, it may give you a very customized um, timeline for writing a novel or um, a customized timeline for writing a letter to Congress, um, yeah. something we put up actually right before Inauguration Day um, uh, to help you stay involved, um, to, to use your voice in our democracy, in the U.S. democracy. <laughs> We've only we've only done it for um, the United States, unfortunately. But um, so far, maybe with yeah, yeah. So far, maybe with um, help or you know talking to other experts out there, um, we were we're hoping to expand that. So we you know right now it's for um, a blog, novel, a letter to Congress, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, a couple others. 
but we, we want to talk to, um, screenwriters. We want to talk to, um, uh, like, uh, academics out there, professionals, um, who are, who need help writing scientific papers, for instance. Mm-hmm. Um, so the sky's the limit and, um, we're looking to definitely expand that, um, with the help and collaboration of experts out there. That's interesting. And what I, I think one of the things that I kind of dig is the, is the idea that it's empowering the author, like, or empowering the writer. I, that I've right. recently, right. uh, come across Dean Wesley Smith's uh, distinction between writer and author. It's one I share, have always shared, uh, but I think I like his notion of, you know, writers are always writing. It's it's just what we do instead of exactly. having written. Uh, I like how you're empowering the writer in that. So, and it's applicable Absolutely. to every type of writing. That's, that's, that's what's really cool because you're not yep, a coach. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yep. No, yeah. we're not. Yeah, we're not. Um, we're not trying to make this very genre specific. And honestly, right. um, you know, I think that a lot of writers out there aren't genre specific. I mean, yeah. most people out there are very multifaceted in their writing. I mean, just because you are an author um, doesn't mean the only thing you're writing are books. Um, you might have a blog, <laughs> right? right? You right. might journal. Um, a lot of people out there, I mean, there's definitely like students out there who have to write for school, but they also have creative projects on the side. Um, so I think, I think what we're trying to really, who we're trying to target really is the the multifaceted writer, you know, the writer who has many types of projects, um, who has a very multifaceted writing journey, um, across many genres. Um, so this tools is for them. Yeah. uh, I, I can actually see this being applicable beyond writing itself too, right? I mean, I, I know mm-hmm. you're specifically aiming at the writer, but can writers and anyone else, I guess, uh, use this for other goal setting and tending? Yeah, yes, absolutely. Um, we've actually, uh, there's some interesting projects that are on the uh, tool itself. Uh, yeah. We had someone use it to um, revamp their like social profile, like their yeah. LinkedIn profile and everything. Huh. Um, I think someone was using it for um, their, um, the, like they were doing a video documentary. Yeah. So there was no writing involved. <laughs> and they were just using it to keep track of that, use the writing space for their notes, of course, um, and thoughts. But, but really it was for that, um, for a video. Yeah. Um, so absolutely. I mean... Everything we're doing isn't, um, this isn't rocket science, rocket science. This is something that people have been doing for a while. I mean, it's almost, you could say, like a productivity app. Um, there are a ton of tools out there that are very focused on goal setting, helping someone set better goals. Yeah. Um, and so we have slowly become goal psychology experts um, and have used a lot of that, um, but in this particular niche of writing. Yeah. Um, yeah, but it's definitely very applicable to many types of things. Yeah, and you say it's not rocket science, but someone could actually use this for rocket science. So yes, they could. <laughs> <laughs> I did Absolutely. this. Yeah. yeah, you know, I and I was just thinking about it. Like uh, I, I could see someone. Um, the thing is, it, it writing is content, and if you're using something like this for for content creation, there's no reason it could be limited to just writing. So the the person doing it for video for example, I could see mm-hmm. why that would work. Because a lot of the same principles are going to apply either way to keeping Absolutely. on track. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. My thing is I overcommit to um, to so many things. Um, and I, I, I get everything done. So, But maybe right. this whole goal setting thing would be <laughs> beneficial to me anyway. Because then, then at least I'd, I'd be able to, you know, I don't know, give myself a sticker or something by the time it's all right, over. Right, right. <laughs> no, it's true. I mean, I think our, our earliest adopters are um, people who are most frustrated yeah. with their current tools. And they actually do have trouble getting things done. So, yeah. you know, you definitely don't have that issue right now like you have a process that works that um you're able to complete your writing um or your projects um but there are people out there who who can't who don't um and that's what this is very it's this tool is very positioned for for those types of people right now like today but you know since you have me on this podcast i will have to of course touch on my vision Um, i really do want the right margin to be the new way to write you know five ten years from now um you know, I think it's silly to assume that we'll all be still writing on laptops or right. uh, phones. Um, I mean, there's so much emerging technology out there that 
our entire workflow will change. Just just as laptops and word processors um, like Microsoft Word or phones changed our lives, you know, 20, 30, 10 years ago. Right. Uh, you know, things will change yet again. We're not going to be working the same way. We're not going to be writing the same way. No. Um, and I really want the right margin to be on the forefront of that for writing, for, for uh, a writer. Yeah, you know, so uh, I know you're familiar with Seth Godin, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so he he has this whole thing that, you know, the nature of what we call a book has changed. And, you know, if you're in the book business, you're in the souvenir business, you know, according to him, which I agree. Uh, but yeah. the, the very nature of books, uh, it's all changed because now you have, you know, interactive books and you have um, books that contain uh, video. And, you know, there's Absolutely. a lot of different content going into it now. So yep. I, I think you've, you're absolutely right that, you know, the the whole nature of this industry will change. And so being something this is a universal tool, I think, that people could use to keep themselves on track as they grow with the industry. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I, I, we've been using, so if I asked a hundred writers, what do they use to write right now? Um, a lot of people would just point out their favorite word processor. Right. Um, and it's been that way for like the last 30, 40 years. We right. basically had a piece of paper on a screen yeah, yeah. Um, and we've been using a keyboard to type away. Um, and that's going to change. Yeah. Um, so what does that look yeah. like? You know, I don't know, but like, that's what I'm trying to build. That's what we're trying to right. shape. Well, I mean, there there are people out there now who are dictating their books using like Dragon and and other tools, and uh, that to me is weird. But it's you know whatever <laughs> you know, and uh, yeah. and who knows who can say you know what will happen next if if someone uh, maybe video will become involved in it in the actual production of the written word, or maybe it's exactly some yeah. other software. So that's that's cool. I I I do like the approach you guys are taking. Um, Thank you know you. and. It, you're welcome. <laughs> I wouldn't have had you on the show if I didn't like the approach you guys were taking, but because uh, I'm very biased. But I, you know, I, I dig. I kind of dig the all-around mission. You. So what? I mean, what exactly prompted you to build the company in the first place? Right. Um, yeah, my founder story is really boring. Uh, <laughs> <but> <laughs> <laughs> it's well, like the typical. Oh, I love writing. Um, I always loved writing. I, yeah. I wrote. Lots. I, I write a lot of things um, from, you know, professional short form to long form yeah. and hobby writing. Um, and my, actually, my background's in health tech. Um, and I was the party manager of patients like me before this. And right. I thought that business school was my next step. Um, and I moved back to California and I was still consulting. Um, and I immediately caught the start of bug here in, in the Silicon Valley. Um, of course, um, it's hard not to actually, I mean, right. you just go get coffee and it's like, you're overhearing conversations about new ideas, ways to, <laughs> uh, shape the world and solve problems. And I think, you know, this came out of my love for writing plus my love of using technology and innovation to really solve, um, problems. So I, I started this mostly as like, Oh, how can I build a, a neat little app? And it kind of grew, uh, from there. And of course, a lot of people are interested and um, everyone who's worked on this app with me um, since then, my current team too, um, we're all writers. Yeah. That's the big common factor. Uh, we're all really passionate about this mission, um, but we're also all technologists. Um, so we love, you know, trying to figure out, okay, what are the pain points of the writers we're talking to? How can we prototype? How can we iterate? How do we test and experiment? Uh, to see what works, to see what really uh, clicks. Um, so that you know, that's where we are at now. Um, is I feel like we've done a really good job um, in building a uh, a really good MVP. And for people who don't know what that is, a minimum viable product. Yeah. Um, we just launched actually. This is something that hasn't been mentioned yet. We launched last summer, um, so we're relatively new <laughs> in the space. Yeah. But we definitely got pretty good adoption. We've got um, a lot of interest. We've made some. Re- we got some revenue, um, and it's all very exciting. Um, and at this stage, it's like, ooh, how can we improve it further? How do we grow further? How do we, you know, back to my vision? How do I make this the new way to write? How yeah. do I make this future of writing the mainstream? Yeah. Like this is what writing should look like, um, not the old sort of paper on screen status quo word processes out there, but. Yeah. How do we evolve it? How do we evolve how we all write for the so, better? 
I have to know. I mean, are you using your tools now to uh, to set yeah. your goals for that? <laughs> Wouldn't it be awkward if you asked that to me? I was and like, I actually, no. <laughs> 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 so, I know. Yes, yeah. I mean, when I when I came on board with Draft to Digital, I immediately pulled all my books out of being exclusive and put them and went oh. wide. You know, with Draft to Digital, because you know, how can I preach that message if I'm not doing it myself? Right. You know, but uh, yeah. yeah, no, it was possible. <laughs> I have heard of founders who, um, this was awkward. This was like some like startup yeah. battle stage thing. They were on, they were on stage in front of like hundreds of people and they were like pitching their startup. And then one of the panelists were like, so do you use your product? And, um, they all looked at each other and they were like, Oh no, I mean, no, we wouldn't really. Cause it's, I, I just haven't had the chance or something. And it was oh, man. really awkward. Um, <laughs> but no, I do, I have used it. In fact, um, I, I will be doing a guest post for Draft2 Digital uh, yeah. soon, and, and I, I, I owe uh, you one too. By the way, I've got right, it on my right. calendar. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I actually I uh, was drafting it earlier this week, and I was using it on the right margin. Um, and it's funny that you brought it up because I definitely have been super swamped because we're also crowdfunding. Yeah. Uh, and I could not find the time over the weekend to do it. I was just so swamped, and it was yeah. like Monday, Monday afternoon, and I was like, oh my god, I got to get this done. And I like signed back into my account, um, like switched through my projects, created a new project for this blog post, um, which I hadn't yet. Um, I just had all these thoughts in my head from our email exchange and yeah. immediately like, I was just like, I'm just going to create my plan and that's it. Like at least like that's the easy bit. Um, right. so I, I went through the process, like got my milestones and put up my tasks and I just realized actually I can do this task right now. I can start this so I just set a timer on our, our tool um, in like, you know, 10 minutes or something oh, how cool. and started going at it. And next thing you know, like an hour later, I had had like half the draft done. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. so I really, you know, that's not, this wasn't staged, I swear. No, no, that, that's, <laughs> I, I, I think that's pretty awesome actually. Cause you know, and, and I mean, nobody knows more uh, about having to sort of, force yourself to get into that mode than I do. Trust me. like, I'm constantly writing blog posts and, and producing podcasts and producing content of some variety. So, you know, the, the fact that you use your own tool, that's just, you know, that sells it a lot for me, frankly, (laughs) because you're getting stuff done, you know? (laughs) Yeah, no, I, I love it. Um, I mean, I guess like a lot of founders, well, so I think the founder that doesn't use their own tool is actually in the minority. I think a lot of founders, yeah. especially passion founders, are trying to solve their own problems. Like when I started this, I was definitely thinking about my own pain points. So of yeah. course I was starting to design it for like what I would want in well, perfect yeah. writing. <laughs> yeah. So or or worse, pretty, by the way, if the founder's yeah. using like someone else's product, you know, because I hear Mark Zuckerberg <laughs> is on MySpace, you know. Oh, wow. And, uh, <laughs> An awesome. active user. <laughs> I didn't even know they were around. Still. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I don't know. Uh, that's funny. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I honestly, but like, I'm glad that sells it for you. But um, what I love hearing and what is much more gratifying for me and hopefully for people who come on board is is other people loving it. Um, yeah, we yeah. just put since we had just launched, we had too many users, but we just in the last month put up some testimonials. Um, from people and like this is something we weren't really doing. We were talking to all these writers and we were doing usability tests and they were sharing all this great feedback. And someone was like, Why don't you have testimonials on your site? And I was like, Oh, right. <laughs> like, <laughs> all these people were saying really great things that we were just not at all using. Um, so finally we got on our, our game there and put some testimonials up. But yeah, that's my favorite thing is is talking to people. Uh, we just did another round of, of prototyping and talking to, um, and this one was specifically talking to current users of the right margin, mm-hmm. and it was just fantastic. Like uh, one of our users just loves it, and usually when you talk to someone, at, and this happens more more so, this is more so the case, but you talk to people who use the right margin, and they're like, yeah, this is great, and I love this. Also, can you please add X Y Z features, and I want this too, and I want a mobile yeah. app. Yeah. And, that's normal, and I love that because it shows that like people like if you didn't care if you didn't care about the product you wouldn't yeah. be telling us how to improve it. Right. But this user was like, and I've never heard of this, never heard this before. He was like, I am obsessed with this, and it's perfect the way it is. <laughs> and he'd already <laughs> he's already finished a nonfiction book using the the um, the software, 
which is impressive in some short months, I guess, short few months. Uh, yeah. But yeah, like he loved it. And I, that stuff, like, I don't know, that makes me all warm and fuzzy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it should. I mean, that's, the, you know, the thing is, we we always have our different motives for why we create what we create. But uh, I think secretly we're all hoping we're going to influence somebody and change the world a little, you know? Like, yes, we want to make millions of dollars. Who who wouldn't, you know? But getting that, I, I swear to you, I've never valued any any royalty check more than I valued the comments I've gotten from people who've told me, you know, I read your book. I loved it. It, it changed the way I think or you know, whatever. Right. So, right. But yeah, still, I mean, send the money. All, I will why do we start? Why do we even, like, why do you write? Why do you even decide to publish something if you right. don't have a message to share Right. Um, to teach the world something. Right. Because um, I promise yeah. you, if your goal starting out was, I'm going to make a lot of money doing this, you, you know, you walked. Oh, no. <laughs> like, um, you know, the chances I of doubt. you still being at it are pretty slim. I doubt I'll make millions of dollars off of writers. Um, not exactly the, the richest demographic out there. Um, yeah. But, yeah. I mean, yeah, exactly. It's, it's to change the world. It's to shape the world. Um, exactly. Yeah. That's, that's why we do this. So. Yeah, that's cool, and I like that. I, you know, I'm a big, I'm a big advocate for anything that helps the will be author, you know, become the author. And uh, you guys are definitely there. I, I dig it. So, you, okay, I have to know though. Why, why is it called the right margin? Ah, uh, good question. Um, <laughs> so originally, I had all all sorts of good ideas, um, and I just couldn't find a domain that fit all those good ideas, okay. and so it was like, ah, oh, bummer. And, um, then we did like a little brainstorm, excuse me. Um, and, um, one of the things I came up with was the right margin and the domain was, and we, uh, you know, filtered by like, okay, what's available domain wise. Right. Um, and I think over time, uh, cause every, when someone hears it at first, they're like, oh, okay, that's kind of long. It's, oh, I guess it's a clever play on words. Um, uh, but over time I started falling in love with it. Um, yeah. I like, um, I like it for many reasons. I mean, our logo, um, definitely plays on on the margins on the yeah. right side etc and it almost looks like the like if you open up a book and you're like kind of staring at it like the crease of it um yeah. so i like that i like um this idea of you know marginal improvement um my my major actually i mean this is in school but my, i majored in economics um and i love the idea of like iteration marginal improvement right and i think that's what we're all about too is like we're not about like you know, start with the big goal and, um, that's how you're going to get it done. We're all about like success with small steps. Um, yeah, yeah. so the right margin really plays well with that, um, in a way. And I like the positivity of it as well. Yeah. Just, you know, the well, right, the right way. <laughs> it, yeah. It's, it's positive all around. Yeah, exactly. I dig that. You know, yeah. the, but I gotta tell you the only complaint I have about you guys is, is something I'm seeing on your homepage. Uh oh! <laughs> feedback. No, no. Feedback. <laughs> on on one of the tabs of the like, you know, you're you're showing screenshots or whatever. Is uh-huh. it has the by the end of the month I'd like to complete, and it says write outlines for the chapter, and it stops before finishing it, and it drives me nuts. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I gotta see this now. So which it's, tab is it? Okay, you know when you scroll down the second uh-huh. little uh, area there, and there's all those little tabs like insightful project setup and planning right oh yeah yeah, yeah. see that mm-hmm. okay oh, yeah. drives mm-hmm. me crazy but that's me and i don't you know, i don't count <laughs> it, i think when um christine my designer with the up, i think mm. she was trying to make it feel like you were if mid-typing typing, like i know yeah exactly i know i know i know it was Whatever. A choice, don't I listen to me yeah you have a beautiful site it's and uh, it's easy to navigate it's actually I was impressed by it uh, the first time I saw it too. So, don't listen to me. I'm a curmudgeon. Um, <laughs> no, so, it's take it into consideration. Yeah, no, no, no. Don't take don't take anything I say into consideration unless we were, I, re- <laughs> I specifically. We were wondering why we weren't getting any OCD writers on our tool. That's now what it is. Know. That's <laughs> what it is. It's also underlining all the periods at the end of the first uh, end of the line on the. The top yeah, there. that's a feasibility thing. I, I believe <laughs> the rotation of words uh, because right. the lo- like when you so book is longer than blog or right. masterpiece is longer than book, for instance, and yeah. so uh, we couldn't have the period just stay. So it has to be part I'm, of the rotation. Okay, I'm just <laughs> and I was just joking, but it's so funny that you 
like you are you have an actual actual explanation for that and that's oh, hilarious totally. I mean, so, okay. <laughs> i have to be it's um definitely i'm aware of, of a lot of um pieces of how this is all built um, yeah while while in a small small team right yeah yeah um, no that's not, the way it goes not zuckerberg level like <laughs> uh, this stuff's the easy stuff though you know the hard <laughs> the hard thing was developing the app and you know making it something that's usable and attractive and you know you guys did all the hard work this stuff you know you can change this anytime it's like it's like um it's like i tell authors you know like you can release a book you know you brought up mvp I mean, right. You can release a book that has typos in it, and you don't have to feel ashamed of that. You can go back and fix those. That's that's what the digital age is all about. That's the hard part true. with writing Very the book. True. So, anyway. Yep. No, so, I'm all about that. Success is small steps, right? Yeah, um, exactly. It's all about iteration. I, I think um, I was nearly torn apart over that very concept, though, at the conference because I, I brought that up. <laughs> yeah, really? <laughs> oh, yeah. Because, you know, uh, yeah. it's one thing to say that, and, and I do believe it, but, you know, there is a certain segment of the population that thinks that if you release a book, it needs to be perfect when it goes out. And That's so, true, yeah. MVP yeah. is blasphemy. <laughs> yeah, that is, I mean, it's one of those, I think maybe philosophically that we're at odds with, with, yeah. um, in terms of one of the concepts of, of a lot of writers, which is like, oh, I have to strive for perfection right. first go. Right. And, um, you know, everything in our tone is about like positivity, encouragement, because we know that that's like, it's a given that you're not going to be perfect. It's right. a given that you're not going to reach your goals when you want to reach right, your goals. Right, right. Um, it's a very you know, have, yeah. software kind of philosophy too. Uh, yeah, which it you're, is. you know, you're saying you can't, you're, you're in the Silicon Valley, you're, you're seeing this. And I, you know, a lot of my work was with software companies and that sort of thing. So that idea yeah. of, of MVP comes to us from there and iterative development comes from there. So maybe that's right, why. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm actually certified in natural development, so <laughs> yeah, okay, I'm go. very biased and I definitely have used my training, um, uh, you know, in this, in the production of this app for sure. Yeah. Um, well, so, I mean, just yeah. go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh no, nothing. Go for it. You asked me. No, no. I was, I was, so I was, I was just saying, I'm looking through like the screenshots and everything. And I, I have not signed up for the service cause I, for some reason, I didn't notice until today that it says sign up for free. So I'll I'll sign up. I was going to wait to talk to you before I jumped in and did anything. But yep. I, looking yep. at like the screenshots and stuff, it's very it's kind of it's very clean and cool looking. Um, I like yeah. it. Yeah, it's neat. I mean, we're always um, so we're constantly looking to improve it. Um, and actually, one of the things, and I, I maybe ooh, so this is kind of like ooh, exclusive sneak peek. I can talk to you about what we're building next. All right, um, but. One of the things we're doing, or we're building and designing right now, is um, putting in like time estimates. So um, this is another way of like uh, encouraging someone to break a you know a big bad goal into like very achievable bits. Yeah. Um, we're trying to design an experience where you'll actually be able to tie uh, certain tasks with time estimates. Um, so that you're able to tie it back to your timer. Um, this is especially helpful helpful for uh, people. Uh, on our site who have clients um, who might be writing more professionally too so it gives yeah. them a, an ability to sort of estimate uh, the amount of work that goes into oh, a writing project excellent uh, so yeah so that's coming up and then um, another thing which is it's um, calling it note to self but maybe it'll be something else um, but this this concept of uh, at the end of your writing session being able to leave a note for yourself for the yeah, next time yeah. you come back um, and that just helps I mean one of the one of the other pain points that we've definitely heard over again, um, which is related to the pain point of not knowing your next step, um, is this loss of mental context between writing yeah. sessions. So right. especially with writers who aren't writing every day and they're coming back to something like a week later or weeks later um, or even months later, um, you know, this is especially helpful to get you back um, into the context of what you were doing before. Um, so you're more likely to do something and, and overcome that friction of like, oh, what do I do next? I, or where was I? I love um, that. So yeah. yeah. So that's, those are a couple couple things that are coming down the pipeline. You heard it here first, everyone. Yeah. That that exactly. is awesome. Uh, because that's one of the now you're you're kind of you're kind of taking away one of the, one of my little points when I when I coach people or or do you know public talks to people about writing because you know one of the things I'll say is you you want to write every single day because if you don't you know and you come back you know a week later or something 
you know, it actually, it, it like exponentially increases the amount of time you have to spend because you have to go back and reread and learn, you know, sort of get yourself back into what you're writing, whether exactly. fiction or nonfiction, you know, either way. Yep. So and you should keep coaching that. By the way. I should. I you should, should keep, keep coaching doing that. that. But now I'm just going to um, tell people, yeah. look, you guys need to go sign up at the right margin. And, uh, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm going to get yep. some. Okay, you owe me. Uh, I'm going to have to get like an affiliate code from you because I'm yeah. about to start pushing you. Yeah, we actually have you. worked with a couple other coaches and they've had their clients. And yeah, we can definitely. Yeah, yeah you no, should this, tell us cool. if you're going to do that. Yeah. <laughs> <So> <laughs> we give you affiliate credit for, for uh, referring. I am on board. Stuff. Uh, but Anything yeah, you that should helps keep teaching that. But we like the the reason why we've done this is, um, and this is just good sort of software design is um, when you're trying to create behavior change. Right. Um, it's it's ironic, but you have to actually take certain behaviors as given. And we know that like life gets in the way for most yeah. writers. For most yeah. people who um, are even somewhat motivated, life does get in the way, and you end up not being able to write every day, right. um, or you end up not meeting your deadline, or um, when you thought you were going to finish a, a milestone or finish a book, um, it just doesn't end up happening. Yeah. Um, so we take all that as a given in our experience, and we're more about you know like okay, what kind of progress can you make? How can you make things um, much more achievable? Um, this is the tone that gets across, I think, with with most people who who use the app. Um, you know, progress is winning in our books. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All right, I, okay. I, you guys have just the exact right flaw. Everything about what you're saying is is so in sync with what I what I believe and teach others. So, right. yeah, very we, cool. We find that's the case for most people. We talk <laughs> well, it is. It, you know, it ultimately, I mean, it's just sort of the common sense approach to life, anyway. Uh, but you guys have quantified it, which is you know, and and facilitated it, which is great. So good work. Um, (laughs) So, okay. Now everyone's going to be able to find this in the show notes, of course, but uh, where's the best place to find you guys online? Um, So uh, the link is www.therightmargin.com. No spaces and right as in right, left. Yeah. And uh, (laughs) of course, everyone, you will find that in the show notes. It is, yeah, right. R I G H T, right. So, right. Uh, the dot com. And uh, now I'm going to go ahead and mention this. Um, I was going to wait to mention this, but I think uh, this is a good time for it. But you guys are offering a bit of a uh, of a discount um, for Correct. people who sign up through this uh, podcast, right? So, absolutely. You're offering ten dollars off any subscription you choose with the promo code Wordslinger. Coincidence? Yes. I think not. Uh, <laughs> I so, just happened to come up with it, and yeah, it was, you know, it and was then there. I got on your podcast, and I was like, whoa, this is very strange. <laughs> what space. A, what a world. All right. Um, so, yeah. Make sure you use all caps. That's the only note I have. Okay. Okay. I'm going to put a note about that, and uh, I will leave that, by the way, everyone in the show notes. I'm going to put a note, all caps. I'm typing it right now. And uh, that is very generous of you guys. I really do appreciate that. And I, I know that people listening to this show. Now, here, here's what's funny. The demographic of this show, I've discovered, is largely authors. Um, but oddly enough, a lot of people gravitate to the show who are not authors. So, And I always encourage everyone to be an author. So uh, we're going to get them to kind of sign up anyway. Go go do it. Um, and I'll push this, of course, to all, all my author buddies everywhere. Great. You Thank uh, you. All right. Well, great. I thank you so much for being on. Uh, of course, my I am pleasure. Very impressed with what you guys do, and I'm very, uh, I'm very glad you were here to talk about it. Uh, everyone else out there, why don't you hang on? We're going to do a little wrap up at the end of the show, do some housekeeping, that sort of thing. Uh, Shawnee, thanks. You hold on too, and uh, everyone listening to the sound of my voice, you're probably hearing the really cool bridge music, and I don't blame you. Uh, <laughs> for sticking around. All right. <laughs> thanks, guys, and we'll see you next week. All right. That was my interview with Shivani Bargava. Uh, and you can see that I have now mastered her uh, her last name. I know that's kind of an ongoing thing with me. <laughs> it's probably rude, and I'm, I'm really sorry about it, but I, I just... You know, hey, you do this. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, no. Here's what happens: you get, you get on, um, you talk to the guests before the show starts, right? Before the interview starts, and you clear up a few things. Like I clear up, you know, what is the title you want to be known for? What is the correct pronunciation of your name? And um, 
you know, sometimes you ask a few other questions, but the, the thing is, you're doing all that, and I make a note. I make a little phonetic note on my, what I call my show card, okay, which is the, basically the little note, uh, I use po- the, uh, the Post-It app <laughs> in Apple. I'm going to show you how the sausage is made, okay? I use the Post-It app. Um, I don't think it's called a Post-It app, but it's the Stickies. It's the Stickies app in uh, Apple. Um, and that's how I build my show cards. So the guest goes on to um, my booking software, which I use, uh, youcanbook.me. Um, and uh, they fill out a form that I, I created that, that basically pre-fills a bunch of the stuff that I need for show notes. And then I copy, I get an alert, uh, of course, from that. And, and it goes on my calendar automatically and blocks off the time. And so I copy that content and I put it in the show card. Do a little bit of cleanup, um, and then when I do the actual, and I'm sorry, I'm so, <clears throat> I'm having uh, again. I I think it's allergies. I don't know what's going on, so I apologize for all the weird noises. But uh, when I do the show, I I ask the guest to clarify a few things, and I put that in this this uh, show card, and I have a little phonetic spelling of their last name so that I can pronounce it. And uh, sometimes. <laughs> Even though it's right in front of me, uh, I stumble. And, then, you know, because this is a warts and all kind of show, and I, I like to show people, I like to be authentic. We'll just put it that way. <laughs> if, I'm, if I goof, I'm going to let you know. Um, so I don't I don't hide the fact that I uh, I mispronounce names. I want to get better at that. At the Smarter Artist Summit, um, which I attended last week, there was a, a guy uh, named, named Ben Hale, um, whose name I will forever remember, despite always claiming that I'm bad at, at remembering names, because uh, this dude went and, and <laughs> he named, he memorized the names of every single person at the conference, like 200 plus people. This is the second year in a row he's done this, right? Uh, he is a genuinely kind and, uh, and thoughtful and nice man. Um, you know, I have not read his work. I actually need to pick up his books. He, re- of course, like most people that I really like, my, most of the authors that I really like meeting in person, he writes in a genre I don't particularly enjoy reading. But uh, <laughs> I won't let that stop me. I'll just, I'll pick up his work and check it out. Uh, he's a very positive, hopeful person, and that's that's the kind of people I like to surround myself with. So anyway, all that aside, Shivani is also a very positive and uh, helpful and hopeful person. Uh, and the right margin is certainly, it's, uh, I don't know, it's right there with this sort of thing that I love to promote. And, you, and if you've known me, if you've listened to me or talked to me for any length of time, I become an evangelist of the things I love. <laughs> it's just the, it's just the way I am built and it's, it's, uh, it worked out well for me so far. It's how I ended up, uh, representing, um, draft to digital. Um, but, uh, I, I don't, get too excited about just anything that comes along. I, I want things in my life that are going to have a positive impact, not just on me, but on the, you know, the, the tribe I serve, right? I mean, my readers and listeners, um, my fellow authors, you know, these are the people I serve. And so I want to, you know, if I, if I'm going to present something to them, I want to be excited about it. You should too. I mean, you should, you should only, you know, I know this is, it's kind of counterintuitive, but like in the marketing game, honestly, uh, if you're going to market someone else's stuff, in other words, like affiliate accounts and that sort of thing, um, I would never put affiliate links to, to books, for example, that I don't enjoy reading myself um, or that aren't at the very least, even if it's something I don't enjoy reading, it has to be written by somebody I respect and care for. Okay. And, uh, Here's a hint. If they're on my show, <laughs> I've talked to them, liked them, and uh, I respect them. And so that's why I'll put their, their affiliate link. I'll put a, their book and their affiliate link on their show notes. So, And if you want to support the people who are on this show, please go find those show notes on wordslingerpodcast.com. It, it, maybe it's an extra step. I know a lot of people just listen in an app. Um, but I would really encourage you... If you if you would, it would make me very happy if um, you'd go back and, you know, I only started doing affiliate links and that sort of thing a, a year or two ago. So, there, you know, not every episode has this stuff, but, you know, every episode has links to the person's website, their Twitter handles, Facebook pages. You know, there's something there 
that will allow you to support that person. So I always talk about, you know, especially here at the end of the show now, uh, this is kind of my housekeeping area. Um, and I always talk about how you can support this show. And honestly, um, that's awesome. And, and there are some people who, Aloysius King, by the way, thank you so much for hopping in on Patreon. And for all of you who hop in on Patreon, I, I cannot tell you how grateful that makes me. But in addition, if you can just go and, you know, reach out to these people, if nothing else, if you don't have, you know, extra cash, disposable income to, to buy their product or to, you know, whatever, um, that's that's great that's fine that's fine just go and support them any way you can go and find out more about them reach out to them communicate with them tell them you heard about them on this show you know um that helps me too <laughs> when you tell guests that i heard about you on the wordslinger podcast it it makes them feel good about the time they spent with me so i do appreciate that thank you so much for supporting those people all of them are amazing incredible people who deserve your support so, all that said, if you'd like to support this show, um, multiple ways you can do that, of course. And one of those ways is if you will go uh, to wordslingerpodcast.com and click on the Patreon logo, you can support the Wordslinger Podcast on Patreon with, with a, a tiny donation. doesn't even have to be that big. You know, what, what I'm looking for here is drops that add up to an ocean, okay? So... I don't want any one person to feel like they have to be burdened with a large, uh, you know, pledge, you know, that comes out of their, their pocket each month or whatever. But uh, if, even if you're, you can only toss a dollar my way each month, it will add up and it will help. That's my firm belief. I've prayed over this and I think it's true. <laughs> so, <laughs> in fact, I believe it's true. So, uh, I would appreciate that. Another way you can support the show has nothing to do with finance at all. Uh, if you go on iTunes and Stitcher and everywhere else you can think of and you find the show, if you will rate and rank and review the show, that will help a lot. It will uh, it'll help people find me, uh, discover the show a lot easier. It helps the guests um, because, you know, this is people do the show to uh, to gain exposure, to get out and reach out to an, an audience that may not have heard of them yet. Um, that's why we do this. Now there's, there's two reasons to do a, a podcast like this. That's one. And the other is to provide you with as much cool information, useful information as, as we can. And that's made possible and made easier when the show is uh, more easily discoverable. And, uh, it works a couple of ways. Uh, the listeners stumbling on the show, uh, add to the volume of, of ears, <laughs> to the volume of souls we reach. Uh, but it also helps me to get um, more guests, you know, uh, guests from a wider range of, of authors, of uh, entrepreneurs, of, you know, pe people with interesting backstories. I mean, I get to, I get to, you know, reach these people a lot easier. So there you go. That's, those are the two biggies. Um, if you have questions, if you'd like to ask me a question, something I could read on air or uh, or play on air in some cases. Uh, there's a couple ways to do that. Wordslingerpodcast.com is always your easiest way to reach out to me. There is a contact button right in the menu up top. You can email me. Um, I've had people email me for all sorts of reasons. Uh, but there is a selection of things you can choose there if you want to uh, kind of shortcut things a little. It, it helps me to know, um, you know what you're reaching out about. And I respond to everybody. So pop in there. Um, and then you can also call me. You can call it 281-809-WORD. That's 281-809-9673. And then you can leave a voicemail for me that um, unless you tell me otherwise, I can play on the air. Or unless it's just not appropriate in some way, and that doesn't necessarily mean it's bad. Uh, it just could be you're asking me something about, you know, copywriting or <laughs> cover design or whatever. Whatever the whatever topics uh I may have covered. Uh, you can ask me anything, anything at all. Uh, I will give you the best answer I can possibly come up with. And uh, if you uh, leave something that playable on air, I will do that. Um, so thank you so much. Those, all those things help support the show and uh, help me to reach an audience, a wider audience with a, with a, I hope, I feel, a positive message. Um, I recently revamped my email newsletter. Uh, with a new banner, okay, that has my face, which is, uh, which is, you know, 
I don't mind at all. Uh, <laughs> it it pretties up the email, okay? Uh, but the uh, the other thing it does, um, I put a little tagline in there. So uh, in the the gist of it, and I I want to make sure I get it right. So I'm opening up the most recent <laughs> email I sent just to make sure I get this right. But the tagline is positive, fast paced fiction which I think sums up my work very well. Uh, I, I write positive fiction, and that doesn't mean there's always a happy ending, and it doesn't mean that you know, there's no action or drama, um, that there's no challenge. What it means is uh, what I write is always, always starts from a place of hope. Okay? Um, I don't, I don't, I'm not a big fan of, of these sort of long-winded letters of despair. <laughs> You know, I mean, I've read some that are pretty powerful, but I think even the even the ones that were sort of depressing while I was reading had a note of hope in the end. For example, um, the road. Um, uh, that is an amazing post-apocalyptic story. Uh, difficult to read, so I actually listened to it on audio um, because uh, you know there's no punctuation and uh, it's all lower. You know, it's 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 very difficult. To, uh, technically to read <laughs> but but uh, it was an it was an incredible book um and many people labeled it as very depressing but i actually felt like it had a very positive ending okay so that's what i mean i write i write positive fast-paced fiction uh i don't write anything remotely like the road but everything i write comes from a place of hope so um, all that to say, of course, that it, another means of supporting me is to buy my books. If you go to kevintomlinson.com slash books, or if you're on, if you're on the Wordslinger podcast uh, website, you can click on books in the menu, and you'll see everything I've written. Uh, the change to the newsletter is kind of the forerunner for some changes I'm going to make all around. Uh, regarding my mailing list, and you may be you may be interested in this. Now we'll we'll call this a hidden gem. I've got like four minutes to explain this, but I'm actually uh, I'm about to revamp my entire list. I'm going to clean it a little. I do not agree with this uh, this concept, and it came up at the Smarter Artist Summit that um, you should do this housekeeping and and just basically delete people. I've gotten emails recently from some people I follow. Um, because I haven't opened their emails in a while, they're they're telling me that um, you're going to be deleted. I'm about to delete you from the list. Uh, you know, I'm sorry to see you go, but you know, I want to make sure my list is is you know relevant. And uh, I don't actually agree with that concept. I agree with cleaning your list, but you should take those leads and put them in what I'm what I call a cold lead um, uh, list, one that doesn't get emailed very frequently will get emailed, but doesn't get emailed every time you send something out, <clears throat> um, you should definitely segment your list. I'm about to do a, a whole revamp of mine and, and try to get people segmented a little cleaner. Uh, but, you know, I write thrillers and sci-fi, and then I write, you know, I have a YA fantasy series. So I'm going to I'm gonna break my list into three lists, and I, I have ideas about how I'm going to do this. Um, but if you have the opportunity, you should do this from the start. The... Um, the cold list, see, I, here's the thing. Everybody on that list agreed to be on the list. So deleting them is insane. Okay. Uh, putting them on a separate list. And even if you can segment that list even more, that's great. But putting them on a separate list means you're setting them aside. Their leads, those sales leads have gone cold. Okay. But every, Every good salesman, and I know we don't like to think of ourselves as salespeople, okay? But every good salesperson knows that a cold list can be warmed up uh, under the right conditions. And at some point, you may write something, you may come across something, uh, you know, an offer of some kind, an affiliate offer or whatever that may appeal to that list. And as long as they haven't unsubscribed, it's perfectly fine for you to send to that list. And if they aren't opening... So what? <laughs> get them off your main list and get them into a cold list uh, that you can rewarm and as and invite them into offers that might nurture them back onto your your warm and hot leads. So don't delete these people. I, I I was dumbfounded when I heard that that's a strategy that a lot of people are using. 
And I actually, I, I intend to write a blog post about this, but I thought I'd bring it up here because it's top of mind as I kind of do a little revamping on my own. So anyway, uh, this went on a lot longer than I wanted so or I had intended. So uh, we're going to wrap up. We're almost at an hour, but uh, I really appreciate you tuning in. Thanks so much for being a listener and a supporter of me and my guests, the show, everything. Uh, I hope that you have a wonderful weekend ahead. God bless each and every one of you, and I'll see you next time. Slinger.